Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you're dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 23 years to five of America's top cities, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. I help you develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. Traveling to explore your dreams has never been easier. Now let's get moving. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today's show. I am so excited to introduce my next guest to you. Monique Raddick is the Division Chief for the Commercial Enforcement Division. She's with the Office of Safety within the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration at the U.S. Department of Transportation. In this role, Monique is responsible for implementing the Household Goods Program and overseeing brokers, freight forwarders, automobile haulers, and leasing matters. This is incredibly important for all of you moving and all of you on the road just in general with uh, truckers just, just out there. But Monique establishes priorities to ensure consumer protection goals are met to induce compliance by the HHG motor carriers and brokers to combat moving fraud. Monique was a Monique was a critical member of the team that developed the 2022 household goods rule, which provides additional protectors con- protection to consumers from moving fraud, which is huge. And I know we've talked a lot about that on the show. We're going to be talking about it for many years to come, I'm sure, as these um, movers become more sophisticated in their scams. But what I love is that before joining the FMCSA, Monique worked in the relocation and moving industry for several years. So I can't wait to hear about her experience there. So Monique, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to share the message that we're going to be amplifying for you and your team. Uh, Thank you so much, Marietta, for having me. I'm so happy to be able to have this opportunity to share what FMCSA is doing. Oh, it's so incredible. Uh, Well, so tell me a little bit about your time in the moving and relocation industry. Well, uh, I started the relocation industry in 1996 at Marriott International. So my initial uh, work in this industry was in corporate America. At Marriott International, we had our own relocation division, and that's how I got started. I handled real estate for... Uh, Marriott International employees, in addition to the movement of their household goods and handling everything that related to their relocation. So that's where I got started. From there, I moved on to some third-party companies, and those are companies that contract the service of relocation to businesses. Like some of my clients were Dan and Yogurt, uh, GSK, the pharmaceutical company, Red Cross, Federal Bureau of Prisons, so, um, you know, we had a number of clients that we provided relocation services to their employees. 
So wow. that's how I got my started. Eventually, I decided that I wanted to move on to the government. And FMCSA actually had a household goods team in the uh, Office of Safety, which was, used to be called the Office of Enforcement. Mm. And um, so I got hired. And here I am. After yeah. all these years, I've been, I started with FMCSA in November of 2010. So this November will make it 13 years I've been here. Wow. That's incredible. So what does the, F, uh, the FMCSA and, and Department of Transportation do for the moving industry? Let's kind of get that on the table for all of our consumers. Because a lot of people listening to the show are either brand new to moving or they haven't moved in a very long time. So they don't even know the protections that we're getting from you as the government. So um, FMCSA's uh, primary mission is to reduce crashes and fatalities from large trucks and buses. So our primary mission is safety, but we also have a secondary mission that is still a high priority for the agency, and that's consumer protection. Mm. So in that regard, one of the main things that we do to kick off uh, the uh, process of assisting consumers is we have uh, a robust outreach plan that where we are educating consumers via our website called protectyourmove.gov. And there we have a wealth of information for consumers. We have checklists, we have uh, the ability for them to search movers so they can check to see whether they're registered and authorized to transport or arrange transportation for household goods movement. Um, there we have uh, uh, consumers can check the complaint history of a company that they're researching. Uh, so there's a lot of information there. Yeah, I I often, that's the first place I send people because that was the first place I would go. Um, oh, I was scammed, way, my very first cross-country move, I was moving to San Diego and I found a broker in the Better Business Bureau. They looked to be new in the industry. They were hungry to get my business. And then, you know, they picked up all my stuff. And in a couple, gosh, it was like a week later, I got a call saying that they were holding my stuff hostage at a way station in Yuma, Arizona. And I was like, I don't even know what to do, you know? So it's like <laughs> it, it, things were happening way back then. Um, so, you know, I, I would love to know, especially coming from the industry that you came from and, and kind of doing that, like what? drew you to the, the role? Was it more that you, you know, felt you could help make changes because of the, the stories that you were hearing or like what, what really made you kind of want to work for the government and take it to the next level with this, with this side of the business? Well, I was um, interested in working for the government uh, at that time in my life in general. And I wanted to do something that I had already had a wealth of experience in, which is the relocation uh, industry for me. Yeah. So handling household goods, from initially it was the corporate side, but we also, uh, I was interested in the federal side as well. Because even though uh, I handled corporate moves, the actual household good carriers had to follow FMCSA guidelines mm, in general. It. No, they were not under the consumer protection, but the guidelines for safety, those movers still had to follow. So there was still a nexus between what I was doing in corporate America and bringing that knowledge base to FMCSA on the federal side where we are regulating these entities mm. here on this side. So here, one of my, when I think of 
the difference or and, and or the nexus between the corporate moves and those that I deal with now. I'm dealing with individual shippers. Mm-hmm. So these are persons that pay for the moves themselves. So there's a lot at stake for them when you think you're moving interstate or cross country. And the cost is, you know, significant. Yeah. When you think the individual has to pay for it themselves. Whereas with corporate moves, the company pays for the move. So when you have uh, individuals that are being scammed, this hits them very hard in their pocketbooks, in addition to their life. Because what's being moved uh, is their life, their memories. All of these things are part of that move. And when you're scammed, you lose a lot. Yeah. And I feel like people, they, the last thing they do is find their movers, you know? So it's not like they spend a ton of time research. They're like, oh my gosh, I found this house. I'm going to close on it. I'm going to move here with relocation from a corporate entity, which, you know, people don't realize how many corporations relocate people, which I think, you know, it's a huge benefit to the employees. I myself have been relocated four times and I'm so grateful to have that opportunity, but they gave me the choice. Do you want to find it on their own. And then, you know, you turn in receipts and then we reimburse you, or do you want to use our people? And I did both. And, you know, I, I prefer to have more control, especially the more moves I had under my belt, the more I could, (laughs) I knew what questions to ask, you know, but I, I really think it's incredible too, because there are so many, um, complicated things with a move. And I feel like in, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you know this better than anybody, but in the last probably five or 10 years, I feel like a lot more regulation, a lot more things have really developed to protect us as consumers. And I feel like that we see that now more than ever. Whereas before, I don't ever remember hearing about things that were happening to protect, not that they weren't happening. They probably were, but I just felt like it, I feel like it has been stepped up so much more in the last five to 10 years. Uh, I would agree with that. We've had some legislation such as moving ahead for progress in the 21st century, which we call MAP 21. That provided additional consumer protection um, uh, authorities, if you will, for consumers. Mm. Uh, It allowed us to determine whether or not we can actually uh, induce, I'll say induce, (laughs) uh, a household good carriage to release shipments that have been held hostage. It gave additional uh, requirements for brokers. It gave additional requirements for freight forwarders, which can be part of the relocation process as well. In addition to that, the uh, what you mentioned in my bio about being a member of the team that helped to write the newest final rule, that provided additional protections to consumers, such as now, instead of using a revised estimate, Uh, If there are additional items or services that are needed, the mover now has to prepare to prepare a completely new estimate. If there are additional requirements and services, what we found in using the revised estimate, that was the opportunity for many road carriers to scam uh, consumers. So that was one of the things that was eliminated the term revised estimate. So if you do have additional items and services, a brand new estimate is be prepared and you'll see what the new cost is prior to the shipment being loaded. Wow. So I didn't even that's know that. one of the things that we did that uh, was actually a big deal uh, yeah. to help combat moving from. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I mean, cause I, I've been in the situation and not just the one where they held my stuff hostage, but just, you know, they'll, they'll come in and I'm, I'm one of those people that 
I'm very meticulous about having them come and walk the, you know, walk my halls and see what I have. And, you know, cause I think it's very easy for consumers to, like I said before, you know, it's the last thing they do. They, they call somebody and they're like, oh yeah, okay. I've got three bedrooms, two baths, you know, a garage. And then they just like, oh, okay, here's an estimate. And, you know, they don't actually see it. It could be three bedrooms full of books, you know, <laughs> and like they don't, you know, then, then all of a sudden they're coming back to you saying that this isn't, you know, what we anticipated isn't what it's going to cost. And now it's going to cost you twice as much. And, and we as consumers are like, oh, I don't know if that's, is that right? Can that's we do correct. that? Right. But yeah. Well, one of the other things we did, we are now allowing the term fiscal survey to be expanded. Fiscal survey previously in our legislative authority uh, required that on-site uh, visit or survey is what we call them. Uh, for the mover to come on site and actually view what you have to move to prepare their estimate. And that was only if they were within 50 miles. Well, now with the new uh, requirements from the final rule, a fiscal survey has expanded to a visual survey is our new term, okay. which means that everyone will have a fiscal survey. Either it's going to be on site or it's going to be uh, based on video, what have you, uh, of the move of the uh, of the consumers' goods at their home, so like a so, virtual walkthrough would yeah, be like a virtual within 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 limits. Right. So okay. there shouldn't be. This is to allow a better estimate to be prepared of the goods that are going to be shipped. So uh, that's another improvement that we made with this new final rule that is to so help important. consumers and to help avoid. Uh, some of the pitfalls of where uh, estimate is prepared and suddenly, uh, you know, you get to the pickup and, oh, it's doubled. Yeah. And you're wondering, what has happened here? Well, and you're kind uh, of so at their mercy. Eliminated. Yeah, because you're kind of at their mercy. If they're sitting in your driveway waiting, waiting to put your stuff on a truck and you're like, okay, well, I need to be there in the next week or so. What are you going to do? Like you almost, you almost feel like you're obligated and have to pay it because they're there, you know? Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, we're trying to eliminate some of those type of last minute scams that happen wow. to consumers. And that's one of the reasons why we have, you know, included the new estimate. So if you actually do have additional items to be moved or additional service you're requiring, they're going to prepare a new estimate and you will sign and agree to it before the shipment is loaded. Before wow. the shipment is loaded is a key set of yeah. words. Yes. These things, the price has to be agreed upon before loading. Well, so that that is a great segue into kind of the scams that are happening and some of the stuff that is is out there because I think I, I feel like there's the sophistication of the scam has gotten way out of control. I know, you know, your team has done Operation Protect Your Move. Um, for those listening, if you haven't got on the Fiat FMCSA website and read about it. it is an incredible um, just operation that they had um, many kind of secret shoppers, we'll call them, uh, <laughs> go out three dozen, I think, uh, federal employees go out and, and kind of take 60 or so brokers off the streets um, that were that were scamming people. And that is, you know, that is such a huge number because that's 60 less families that are going to get scammed that are going to go through that trauma and the stress of trying to get their stuff back. So Kudos to your team for doing that. But what if somebody does get scammed? Like what I always tell people, because I now that I'm doing this and putting it out on social, 
the stories I'm getting are crazy. People DM me stuff all the time and I just, my heart breaks for them. And so the first thing that I do, and I have it in my phone in notes. So all I have to do is cut and paste it is I send them the link to file a complaint um, with right. your team. Cause that to me is like the absolute first step, like tell somebody something's happening, right? I might put right. them on my naughty list of, you know, brokers or brokers <laughs> or movers not to like recommend. Um, right. But what happens like from your perspective and your team, what happens after somebody files a complaint? Like what can they expect to hear back? What should they do? Should they contact the police? Like what, what are you telling people? I, I would say um, if they feel they've been scammed, particularly if it's uh, on, you know, has happened right there in front of them on the pickup day and then they discover, oh, I've been scammed. One of the things they can do is contact law enforcement to file a police report. So that would be one of the first things they, they can do. They can also file a complaint with us in our National Consumer Complaint Database. And to do that, they need to go to protectyourmove.gov. There's a link there to file a complaint that will take you directly to the database. Uh, so that's one of the things that uh, they can do also, because we like to know what yeah. is going on? We utilize that information to help us determine whether or not we need to investigate the carrier to see if they're in compliance with our regulations and statutes. So uh, that aspect is important. Uh, as far as what does my staff do, we focus on hostage complaints. Those are complaints where, uh, as the word uh, sounds, where basically someone is holding something hostage, your household goods, and then they're asking for a ransom, if you will. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about paying more than the estimate that they provided. So for example, these things happen, unfortunately, on a regular basis. Um, you might have agreed to uh, have your agreed between you and the mover to transport your shipment for $6,000 from Florida to Texas, for example. And then at the pickup, they tell you after the shipment is loaded, which is a no-no, mm -hmm. they tell you, oh, well, now it's going to be $10,000. And you're surprised. What's going on here? Yeah. And then they decide they're going to hold the shipment hostage to get the ransom of the additional $4,000 from you, or they're not going to give you your shipment back. Yeah. So that's the basic scenario of hostage load. And that's a priority. It's the most egregious scam that uh, movers can perpetrate on a consumer. So that's one of the reasons why it's a priority for my staff uh, here at headquarters to vet those complaints. We work to resolve them. But if we're not able to resolve them, we then forward them to the field for formal investigation. Got it. And does that go to the FBI or who is that just more Well, it agent? depends on if it's crossing into the uh, level of criminality. So oh. FMCSA is a civil agency, so we don't have criminal authority. Okay. However, we do have the Office of Inspector General here at DOT, and they actually handle criminal types of uh, issues that relate to transportation. So if we have a... a household good carrier or a broker that is scamming consumers, not just one, for example, but, you know, meaning one consumer is scammed, but they're in the uh, business, if you will, of scamming people, not moving them. Yeah. Uh, then we can present a referral to OIG for them to investigate. And that is something that we did uh, in 2018 
uh, where we worked with OIG, who then moved it forward to the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular carrier had um, reincarnated where they created a new name for themselves 11 times. Yeah. And they were basically avoiding FMCSA um, penalties by reincarnating. And eventually they had approximately 2,000 victims across the country. FMCSA had 250 of them. And what ended up happening, the Justice Department, of course, uh, indicted them, took them to court, and some of them are now uh, serving time because it was a criminal enterprise. So even though FMCSA does not actually uh, handle criminal uh, activity, but we do have OIG and then going forward to the Department of Justice uh, to get some type of resolution for consumers that have been scammed. So, yeah, I mean, that's when it happened to me, it was, I think it was 2003 or 2004. Um, but I, when I called the Better Business Bureau, because that's who I found it, th- found them through. And it turns out after peeling back the onion, they had done the same thing where they had changed their name several times. Every time they got to a certain level of complaints, then they would change their name and they'd be a new, you know, shell company. Um, but we ended up the the Better Business Bureau person that I talked to. She said, "Well, call the FBI." And I said, "You call the FBI? Like, I don't know who who I don't who, I don't know who to call the FBI, you know." And she gave me a phone number and she said, "You know, you'll have a, an officer assigned to you." They called the movers for me on my behalf. He was in the local like Arizona uh, area. And he met my father because my dad and I were driving across country and, and random side note, my dad, actually, we were going to go to the Grand Canyon. He was so excited. He had tried to go there in the past and couldn't go. And so this was his thing. And then all of a sudden we're rerouting to Yuma, Arizona to pull my stuff off a truck with an agent <laughs> and get it reweighed. And he's like, no, I can't go to the Grand Canyon again. He was so upset. Have you heard of Monate or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. Turns out they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing, and their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website. It's safe, EU approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now back to the show. But you know, this, this officer that was assigned to me, like, I wish I could go back and find that person and thank them because they, the, it just changed the game for me. And like how, as a young adult, I need to prepare myself and know what the expectation is, have that, um, worst case scenario kind of guidebook with me. And like, if right. you know this happens, then this is what you do. Because if you go into these situations blind and you're already stressed out, you're already like in that place where like, you just freeze. It's that fight, flight, or freeze kind of situation. And it is terrifying. Um, But I love hearing that. So I wish that these scammers took what they're doing and all the time that they're spending making it so sophisticated and and funneled that to good. Our world would be such a better place to live in, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's where we come in to try to make a difference in that process and work with our other partners, such as the FBI. We work with them as well. And with OIG, 
And even the Better Business Bureau, that's a resource that uh, consumers can go to to find out what the rating uh, the Better Business Bureau has given the company. Those kind of things can be useful. How often do you guys uh, update your search engine? So like if I go to the Better Business Bureau and find somebody, like I always tell people to triangulate is what I call it. So, you know, get on uh, a bunch of different websites and see what their ratings are. Look at their website to see if they have references and testimonies. Go to your website and make sure they're there and have an actual Department of Transportation number assigned to them. Correct. And like have, so there's, you know, kind of that triangulation, but um. What rights does somebody have once they've given money to a scammer? Uh, well, they have a right to uh, file a complaint. Okay. They have a right to understand their estimate. And particularly if there are questions about the cost, if the cost has increased, uh, they have that right. They have the right to get compensated for loss and damage based on the type of valuation they uh, were given. And... Um, they have a right to file a lawsuit if it, mm. uh, if that's needed. They have a right to arbitration, so it, uh, to handle a dispute or certain types of disputes. Uh, so they have a number of rights in yeah. general. We do have a booklet called Your Rights and Responsibilities When You Move. That's a required document for consumers to be given out by the broker and the mover if they're working with both entities. We also have a brochure called the Ready to Move Brochure. And that's given uh, from the onset soon as uh, uh, the estimate is being given to the consumer, the broker or the mover has to actually give them those documents. The Regimen brochure is kind of a one-stop shop, small type of brochure that provides all types of information about the estimates, the uh, valuation options. Valuation is not exactly insurance, but it's similar to that. Okay. Uh, uh, in that regard. So it has that type of information, some of the things that you should be looking for uh, in this condensed uh, brochure. So that's a must read and so yeah. is your rights and responsibilities. And I know that's right on the front page of your protectyourmove.gov uh, website, front and center. That's true. I have pulled that out myself and looked at a lot of different things because I, I do get questions a lot and and being able to work with you and your team and like ask questions has been so incredible because what you're doing is so incredibly necessary. And, and we don't even see, most consumers won't even know what's happening unless they listen to the podcast or you know, <laughs> they go to the website. But, but that's the thing is that I think that if, if we can be smarter consumers, we can demand that the bad guys get off the street just, you know, by their safety in numbers, right? If we're all coming right. after them and saying like, you need to stop, we're, we're educated now and we're not going to fall for this anymore. We can all make this a better place to move. And, and the United States is an amazing place to live, you know? So there's, I want people to live all over. I've, I've moved 18 times in the last 23 years, five times across country. And I, I want to move again. Like I want to explore another area and I want to see what the, the world has to offer. So, um, so how can we as a consumer help you as um, a government entity and the people that are protecting us, how can we be a better consumer and, and help eliminate the bad guys? Well, one of those main things is to read your rights and responsibilities when you move and the ready to move brochure. That's the start. In addition, of course, we have our website. That's where you can get those booklets from. You go to the landing page and you'll see them there. 
uh, reading through our website. One of the things that we work hard to do with our outreach and education office, we are working hard using social media and other forms of media to get our message out. And, uh, and one of our message is to draw people to protectyourmove.gov because of the wealth of information that we have there. Uh, an educated consumer uh, related to household goods movement is going to have a smooth move. Absolutely. When they uh, make the effort to become educated and learn as much as they can prior to booking with an actual mover or a broker. Well, I will give a call to action to our audience that's listening to this. Please share this with anybody that you know that's moving. I think there is... <laughs> There is safety in numbers, like I said. I think the more that we can get the word out, we can get the um, the brochure read. I think that it's going to bring a lot more, you know, just awareness to what's happening. And I, I really, truly, truly believe that between your team, you know, what I'm trying to do, all of the realtors out there that really are good ethical people and want good for the world, we can get the message out and eliminate as much bad as we can. I know it's never going <laughs> to always go away. Otherwise, we'd probably all be out of business. But I think <laughs> as, as a smarter consumer, you're going to have that peace of mind that when you get to the place that you're going to get to, and it's going to be an amazing experience, your stuff is going to get there as well. And you can make your your home and your life there in that new city in the United States. So Monique, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I It's been an incredibly quick, I think we've been talking for a half an hour already, and it just went by like that. Um, hopefully, I can have you on the show again. We can talk about your operation that's going to be happening in the fall, which we can't disclose, but it'll be a super secret, great way to protect <laughs> us as consumers again. Um, yes, absolutely. Thank yeah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. In making time for me, you're making time for future you, and we're both grateful. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. In return, if you go to my website, marriottsonthemove.com, and register for the Monday Mailer, I'll send you a free Fred workbook to get your journey started. This is also where you can find all the show notes and all the ways to get in touch with me. A special thanks goes out to Rogue Media for its wisdom and partnership. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Oh, and the legal stuff. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a certified coach, not a licensed therapist, and this is not meant to replace the professional advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. This is solely my perspective based on my own experience and training. Okay, now it's over. For reals. Bye for now.